All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And this is... Two Guys and a Mic. Ah. So, do you have any announcements to make here? Uh, yes, I do have some announcements to make. Um, I'm still waiting to hear from G-Man. I've sent him some messages. I know he's uh, he's going through a particular situation right now, but if you can get a hold of me, I still want to talk to you about prison reform. And um, <clears throat> also, the I'm looking for survivors of the Rebecca Home, Anchor Home, um, any any uh, home that's affiliated with the Roloff Enterprises. If you were at the Roloff Enterprises or the People's Baptist Church in Corpus Christi uh, in the, from the 60s to about the 80s, and you have a story to tell, we would like to hear it. And uh, that's it for me right now. What Do you have any announcements, Dan? Well, uh, uh, in the next coming month, we're going to do another uh, ex-Jehovah's Witness testimony show. Um, we've got a lot of interesting uh, shows coming up. Uh, Jason, you had asked me to pull things out of my magic bag, I guess. And uh, I've got, we've got a really, really interesting uh, gentleman on our show today. Um, Wikipedia's definition of this gentleman is he's an American singer, songwriter, director, actor, composer, producer, screenwriter, specializing in low-budget features and direct-to-video action films. I want everyone to uh, please welcome Mr. David Hevener to our show today. Hello, David. How are you? Hey, Jason, Dan, how are you all doing? We're in, uh, is this Wisconsin? Yep, we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, cheese land. <laughs> all right. And uh, <laughs> where are you calling in from? Right now I'm on the road. I'm headed, I've got a, uh, I've got a show in, uh, uh, in uh, Texas, and I'm going out to Los Angeles to uh, start working on The Last Evangelist. So, oh, okay. That's, so right now I'm in Mississippi. What, what, what part of Texas? Going down to uh, College Station and then okay. up to Dallas. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Texas, so I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. Um, oh, well, good. Yeah. Well, uh, you have a very, very interesting life, Mr. Hevner. Uh, you, uh, what you have lived so far and what you're doing right now. But uh, I would like to start it out with, uh, um, at the age of 17, you had uh, actually done something in Incredible that kind of got the ball rolling in your life. If you can tell our listeners what it was that you did at the age of seventeen, and uh, also tell us how you how you came to that decision. Yeah, you know, at seventeen years old, I, I took the Greyhound bus to Nashville, Tennessee, to pitch my songs, and I was fortunate enough to write for Marty Robbins, and it was an old show called Hee Haw. I wrote for and. Uh, ended up having some hit records as a songwriter. And, uh, and then some years later, I went out to Los Angeles and uh, got in the film industry. But uh, what brought me out there is I was writing, I wrote some stuff for Johnny Carson. Oh, wow. Um, now, now during during your uh, your tenure at uh, Hee Haw, were you able to uh, uh, collaborate with uh, Roy Clark or Buck Owens? I. Uh, yeah, you know, I met them. I didn't collaborate. What I did was I wrote songs. They covered some of my songs, and different artists that would come on would sing uh, original songs. When some of mine was those original songs, I don't think Roy or Buck ever ever covered any of my songs. Uh, oh, okay, uh, but yeah. Now you did have two songs that. Uh... You uh, you wrote, I, I don't know if you sang the songs, but uh, actually uh, became uh, top ten hits in country music. What what were the names of those two songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one was called A Real Cowboy, Belly Crash Product Sing. It was, um, uh, it went to number, I think, that was number one, Cash Box. Uh, Love to Love You, Christy Lane. And... Um, yeah, and, and then like I said, I, I after I'd written all these songs, that's uh, that's about ten years of that I headed uh, out to Los Angeles, California, to get the film industry. Hmm, okay. Um, now, uh, at, at that age, you, were you roughly in your uh, later twenties by this time? 
<laughs> I was looking for some ages there. Uh, let's see, I think I was, no, actually, yeah, when I went out there, I was, uh, I was 27, actually. Okay. Because uh, I went to Nashville when I was about 17 or 18. Yeah. All right. right. Um, so uh, whatever made you make that decision at the age of 17 that um, you were going to go to Nashville and, uh, I mean, like your parents were backing you up on this or was this just something you had to do on your own or? Uh, yeah, no, I had to do it. You know, I'm, I'm a man who uh, believes that uh, God guides and directs our path. And, uh, you know, I believe God puts uh, inspiration, passion and direction in us and we follow it. And uh, it's all for a purpose you know, if we just listen to his voice. So, yeah, I mean, it was inside of me. I had to do it, you know. Amen to that. Um, so uh, w- where was God in your life at this time? Uh, at this time, he was at the back of the bus. I I was raised in a, in a religious, uh, you know, the Baptist-type religious setting. And if you hear any of my videos or my take on religion is not, relationship with God, it's it's man's denomination. So I was raised in that. And then, of course, as time goes on, that really, that, that you either become really religious and you're a, a nuisance, or you just totally drop out. I, and I just dropped out. I said, you know, this doesn't make sense. There's too much hypocrisy. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, some years later, I, I realized that there really was a God and I, instead of religion, I, I, uh, I found relationship. And, uh, and so that started my journey to where I am right now. Um, so now we, uh, we covered at the age of 17, you moved to Nashville. Um, you've worked with Hee Haw, um, the Tonight Show. You uh, wrote music for both shows, of course. Now, uh, when did you become an actor? Well... I went out to Los Angeles to pitch my music, and uh, some guy thought I looked like Clint Eastwood. And uh, you do, and, you, know, <laughs> you do. <laughs> well, I got Clint, so I, I told him I said I'm not an actor. He said just kind of Clint Eastwood, you know, act like Clint Eastwood. So you know, I used to watch the Dirty Harry movies, mm-hmm. and uh, so I uh, uh, did a impersonation of Clint Eastwood. You know, uh, I know what you're thinking, punk that he. Five, five shots are only four, you know. And right. so I did it, and I got the the part. And the problem was it was a martial arts movie, so not being able to act or even do martial arts, uh, it was it was a big challenge for me. But but you know, by the time the movie was over, I kind of knew how to act a little bit. I learned some martial arts, and the movie became very successful in the Asian film market. And so I was. I started doing all these, you know, chop suey, uh, low budget action films, mm-hmm. uh, until I, uh, met HBO one day and then I started making movies for them and started doing stuff with Tony Curtis and Martin Landau and a lot of the, you know, big stars. So I, I, I see I on fell your, into it. I, I see on your Wikipedia, you, uh, have worked with Karen Black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ruster. So I, I did work with Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I, I yeah. was. Uh, what's What's funny is I was watching a movie with her, uh, Airport 1975, a couple of days ago, and uh huh. She's a. I think she's a phenomenal actress. I'm, I know she's she's dead now, but she was she was a great. A lot of yeah. the uh, actors from the early years were really really good. Not not like some yes. today. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I worked with many of those actors. I was fortunate enough to. A lot of them had already had their careers. They were either retired and they just said, hey, you know, I, I think I'll throw this guy a bone and do his movie or right. like, needed the money. But but they were all major, what I would consider major bona fide, fide legend, Hollywood legends. I right. Mean, I mean, and got, I got to work with. You, know. you got Eric Estrada. You got Margot Kidder, Rowdy Piper. Yeah, that's some mm-hmm. big names. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Landau, Ernest Borgnine, Oliver Reed. Uh, I mean, it's just probably twenty or thirty of those of those people I would consider, you know. And um, and so I learned a lot from these people. You know, as I was learning my craft, uh, they were teaching me. Even though I was directing them and starring with them, uh, I was learning from them also. Which one uh, of those stars made the most impact on you? 
Oh, by far, uh, Martin Landau, the most impact by far. Yeah, he he was he remained friends all the way up till his passing. Uh, uh, I think it was last year, and um, and he mentored me in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, yeah, so so he, he, he yeah. Did did you have any of those uh, actors uh, stay in touch with you throughout your career? Um. <clears throat> old and they just kind of passed away but up until they did pass i would stay in contact with you know with some of them i in this industry it's kind of weird because um i i i was working all the time you know it's like i wasn't just an actor that would go do a movie and then i would you know hang out for two or three months and wait for my next offer Mm -hmm. i was you know when we broke, when we wrapped our movie, I was already in pre-production on my next film. You know, I was directing it, producing it, writing it. So I didn't have the luxury of a lot of downtime of hanging out with people. And plus I got married. I have six kids. So I was raising a family in Los Angeles. And so, you know, there were, I chose my friends very carefully. Not that, not that a lot of them weren't friend worthy. That's not what I'm saying, but but if they were not, you know, if I didn't have some connection, uh, we didn't have something in common, then usually I didn't stay in close touch, you know, with right. them. Right. Uh, yeah. Did any of your uh, children follow in your footsteps? Uh, to this point, no. Uh, did my son, uh, uh, David Jr., he's, uh, he's very artistic and he's kind of playing around with a few things, but uh, I, I kind of shielded them. I raised them. I uh, had a studio in Northern California, and we shot there, and I would travel into Los Angeles. And, you know, they went to a private school, and, and I kind of kept them out of that industry, uh, you know, until they were old enough to make decisions. So my oldest one's a fighter pilot in the Navy. Oh. Uh, she does yeah, she doesn't mind having anything. She, I put her in every movie I did, and she was tired of it by the time she was twelve. You know, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah. So, well, we want to yeah, thank her so for we want to thank her for her service. Yeah. Um, definitely, oh, bless you. Yeah. Um, I had. Uh, I, I'm a nationally registered cameraman. I I don't do camera anymore just because my eyes has gotten uh, a lot worse. But uh, <laughs> when I was a cameraman, I had worked with Tony Shalhoub and um, Barry Corbin, and I noticed oh, yeah. if you approach these these Hollywood actors and actresses, just treat them like a regular human being. They really take to that. You know, instead of uh, like a lot of people yeah. will, oh, Mr. Shalhoub, Mr. Shalhoub, you know, and can I get you anything? And yeah, and they just yeah. want to be yeah. treated normal. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, you're, you're right, you're right. I mean, um, it, you know, I never had that issue simply because I was in a very unique situation where the first time I would meet somebody, like let's say Tony Curtis. Uh, he would come to my house after reading my script and we would talk about the movie we're going to do together. So there was never, you know, me in a, in a place where I had to, you know, walk on eggshells. But, um, but I remember my production manager coming to me after when we were shooting prime targets and David, you've got to put Tony on camera. He's been sitting around for, for three hours, four hours. And, and I got tired of listening to that. And so I went to Tony. I said, hey, are you tired of sitting around? And he looked at me and says, as long as you're paying me, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> and I said, good. And I looked at my production manager and I said, shut up. I said, you know, she goes, well, he's a star. I said, no, he's a guy. He's a guy getting paid, you know. So mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. So I, I know what you're talking about, and I, I do run into that on sets, even when I, you know, I act in other people's films. Uh, you know, the people will walk on eggshells around the stars and stuff. And, uh, you know, in a way, that's kind of an honor uh, until it gets to the point where it's an obsession, right. you know. And uh, it's respectful to be respectful of someone that's that's you know, worked in the industry, you know, and, and done so many great things. But when you get to the point where you want to separate them and put them on the throne with God, I mean, right. that's at the point you got to get out of my life, you know. 
Um, we have a list up. Uh, Jason, if you want to um, uh, list off some of the things that Mr. Hevener has, uh, well, has done. Before I do, I just want to say I did watch one of his movies the other day. Okay. Uh, the Catcher. Um, uh, yeah. That, well, that's I, one I started. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I'm, I'm a very big fan of low-budget movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I yeah. like I, I don't I don't like the CGI that's going on in these in these um, these uh, more uh, I guess uh, higher budget higher budgeted movies. I like the like the old seventies yeah. horror flicks where they had the fake blood and you know where it was actually it looked almost real. You know, it's not right. like you look like right. it was a computer yeah. generated garbage. But yeah. The catcher, yeah, right. that was that was a very 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 good movie actually for being a low budget movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. So why don't you read oh, off some you. of the yeah. um, some of the uh, some of David Hevner's? Uh, uh, we have uh, <clears throat> his, he directed uh, see Outlaw Force, uh, Deadly yeah. Deadly Reactor. Um, I'm mm-hmm. that one. That one sounds interesting. Uh, Kill Crazy. Are, are you? Uh, do you have a certain genre that you that you like to stick to? Horror or or thrillers? Or? Well. Romance. Yeah, I didn't do horror until uh, until the 2000s. Most of my stuff was action. Uh, now I'm doing uh, this Last Evangelist, which is my brand new project, and it's I call it uh, Revelation. The Book of Revelation meets CSI, so it's action with end times stuff going on in it. Okay, um, I would like to bring that up, the Last Evangelist. Let's uh, talk sure. a little more about that. Um, first of all. Yeah. When uh, we talk to you and and the different things that you have done through your life, um, there was a reason you had put online why you changed into, uh, you know, like doing The Last Evangelist. There was something out there that you wanted to do differently than others. Can you can you talk a little more about that as far yeah. as your yeah. Christian background? Yeah. Well, you know... Um... Going back to my analogy of religion versus relationship, Mm -hmm. a lot of these, quote, faith-based films, there's a lot of religiosity in it. A lot of, you know, it's not quite really what God's all about. I mean, it's just kind of nice stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't believe that. If you read the Bible, the Bible would be rated X. It'd be full (laughs) of violence, sex, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? Right, and so now don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about making movies that are X-rated or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, Last Evangelist tells the truth about what's happening today, about cashless society, mark of the beast, you know, the chip, right. uh, with uh, political correctness, which is going to turn into having your church registered. Uh, if you don't, you're going to go under, underground to a Bible study. So I play a cop. And my job is to bust these underground Bible studies. Until one day, I have my road to Damascus. I meet God, and he reveals himself to me and sends me out on a mission to find the Antichrist. So with a Bible in one hand, a gun in the other, I set out. So it's part action and part revelation from the Bible of Mm -hmm. end times of what's actually going on right now. Now, do you collaborate with any, uh, let's say, pastors or anything like that uh, when writing these uh, um, shows? Well, well, you know, I, I have people I listen to. I consider mentors. I don't know them. Most of them are dead. I, they have to die in order for, to qualify as a mentor for me okay. uh, most of the time because it takes, it takes about 80 years. For <laughs> well, really I never want to be your mentor. I'll, I never <laughs> want to be your mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to go back to your question, why, what was that turn? Um, you know what? It's like, I want to keep it simple because I, I assume you guys believe in God. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we haven't talked about it, but, but you know, no. if you have uh, a, a father. Jason is atheist. I'm a Christian. Okay. Okay, well, that, that makes for a good mix, so yes. I can relate to both of you. It, at least one's hot and one's cold. You're not lukewarm. So right. I, Correct. If, if, if you have a dad on earth and everybody goes around telling everybody what your dad's really like and you know he's not like that, a- after a while you get really tired of that. You know, you go, wait a minute. My, my dad is not like that. You know, the character. Right. So. Yeah. I, so that so I decided to start reading the Bible, which I believe is 
the inerrant word of God, and putting that, not religion now, but what really is in the Bible, which you have ever heard of in church, and putting it on the screen. And so that's the reason I'm doing it. Uh, I'm sorry, I needed to go back and answer your question because you had asked me that, and I, right. and I diverted. And, and you wanted more wholesome family shows, too, uh, is something else you had written online? It, it, yeah, well, wholesome, yes. But, but wholesome, now, now, yeah, Little House in the Prairie and stuff like that is really great. I don't believe in having any kind of uh, sexual innuendos and, and, of course, blasphemy in, in uh, movies. I don't want kids to see that. Right. As far as action, I don't have a problem with action as long as it's not gratuitous and it's not just to the point where it's, you know, as long as it pushes the story. So wholesome in that way, meaning that the heroes are really on the side of right and the bad guys are on the side of wrong. Because what we have now is just confusion. Most kids, they don't really get, they don't even know what a hero is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I meant by wholesome uh, films. Right. Now you have your very own uh, channel on Roku, correct? That's right. So when I started out to do Last Evangelist, which I haven't shot yet, and by the way, um, I'd like to direct everybody if you get a chance to go to lastevangelist.com uh, and sign the newsletter. And we got t shirts and hats there for you if you want one. We're, um, we're going to put it in, your, but, in the description below. So oh, they, Okay, great. Thank you. So anyway, after I started, decided to do it, because remember, I've been in distribution for years, and so I kind of know that business, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I knew that it's just a matter of time. YouTube uh, is going to shut people down uh, if they don't like what you're doing. Uh, the platforms are going to get more uh, uh, they're going to get more picky. So I went ahead and decided to start my own platform. Basically, I'm kind of like a Netflix. If you get Netflix, you can get DavidHeavener.tv. I just go to Netflix and type in David Heavener TV, or you can go straight to your computer and type in David TV. And I've got all my videos on there. Of course, last evangelists end up being on there and you can say whatever you want without, I mean, within reason, you know, without being censored. Right. Right. And, um, also, um, uh, looking online, you also have a ministry, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what I do, the reason I do this is to, I do have an agenda, okay? My agenda, again, is to tell the truth of what I perceive God to be, okay? Right. Um, and it's pretty out there. It's pretty renegade. I mean, it's very Judeo-Christian, very much so, uh, but it's not your typical grandma's, uh, you know, uh, uh, revival. Uh, it's, it's really what I would consider uh, end times prophecy, and telling the truth. Correct. Um, how can people uh, help you with your ministry? Can you uh, give us an idea of maybe uh, tell a, of a website or how people can mm-hmm. donate or oh. Patreon or something? Yeah, like well, that? thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, they can go to lastevangelist.com and you can donate. It's a, it's a nonprofit. I decided not to go for profit because uh, I'm doing this, you know, out of passion in my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every all the donations goes exclusively to making the film and to doing these videos, uh, et cetera. Uh, and that's how we do it. And you can buy a T-shirt. You can get a hat. You can, hey, you can even, uh, uh, for a certain amount, have a walk-on role or be an associate producer. So there you go. Oh, wow. Um what yeah. we're going to do right now is we're going to open up the phone lines. If anybody has a question for Mr. Hevener, our phone number is 605-472-5384. Our PIN number is 161335. One more time, that's 605-472-5384. PIN 161335. If you have a question for Mr. Hevener or you have a comment, please be respectful. Um, we have no problem hanging up on people. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Hepner, um, the, the way we got a hold of you was a gentleman by the name of Steve Motley. I talked to him on the phone today. Uh, Mr. Motley uh, wanted me to let you know that he's one of your biggest fans and uh, he's behind you 100%. Um, very good wow. guy. Very good guy, Steve uh, he, Motley. Uh, 
He really is. And, and Steve's a great guy. And uh, I really thank him for his service, too. You know, he, 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 was, in, he was in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And he's really out there. He's passionate. He wants to help people. And he's just, I can't say enough good things about Steve. He's great. Yeah, he, uh, I guess he uh, met you in Dallas. Is that, is yeah, that right? Yeah, that's right. I was, yeah, I was speaking at the uh, Operation Classified with John B. Wells. Uh, it was a benefit for General uh, uh, Flynn. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and so it was basically a group of speakers that had, uh, quote, uh, classified information that uh, no one else uh, had access to. Okay. Do you do you ever have this is another question off the point. Do you ever have any problems with uh, uh like paparazzi or you know like some of these uh bigger stars do or people stalking you or things like that? Cuz this is Hollywood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s when I was making a lot of films, I was very active. Uh, uh you know, we always had those things going on and uh you just knew that if you went into a certain restaurant that they, they were hanging out, you know. And, uh, and I remember especially me doing these movies with all these major stars. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we, we'd go to lunch, and, I mean, it, they'd be all over the place, you know. So, yeah, right. you know, it's just you just have to kind of know when to go places and when not to. Uh, otherwise, you know, because they're always looking for an angle. You know, it's always like, uh, you know, if I, if I was starring with, someone in a film and it was a female and she was well known and i went out to lunch uh you know they were always trying to tie something together right you know, right trying to make it juicy anything and for a story yeah 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 and so you know i i never was into that because i was just busy you know working i was busy uh, making my craft and all that kind of stuff and I, I unfortunately i guess i didn't have time to enjoy that stuff uh which was probably good because i didn't read half the stuff anybody ever said about me which i'm sure it probably wasn't that great anyway uh, but uh yeah but but now what's interesting the past year or two since i started this new path on last evangelist with my youtube videos if you go to youtube just type in david heavener i get people stop me on the street and in the store and they'll say, ah, last evangelist, keep up the good work. I like what you're saying, what you're doing. Um, so, so I do get that. And that's really uh, in, inspiring to me and encouraging when I get that because that's, that's important. Well, I got another one for you. We also have a chat line going live right now. Um, Henrietta M. Riley has a message for Jason. He says he's a uh, dirty, stinking atheist. So you know who that really is. That's a friend of ours from the UK. But uh, Dee Dee Grunwald, a very nice lady. Um, She says, hi, guys. You all are great. She wants to say to David, thanks, David, for all you are doing. God bless you. Praying for you. That's uh, Dee Dee Grunwald. Yeah. um, Oh, thank you. And please go to Last Evangelist and sign up so I know who you are. And I have a live show on Monday nights, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. So call okay. in, Dee uh, w- Let's uh, talk about your live show. What What is your show about? And uh... <clears throat> Yeah, it's, um, it started, I released the video. Okay, I watched the video about six months ago on this uh, Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh. They were, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't get political, really. I, I don't. I, but they were doing witches were doing a hexing on Kavanaugh in New York because they didn't like him, so they thought they'd throw a spell on him, you know? Right. And uh, so it was on Fox News, and uh, Tucker Carlson was covering it. And so I saw it, and I was in shock of how this lady who Tucker had on uh, was making fun of, of hexing and witching and, you know, demonic this. And, that. and I thought, you know what? This is a disgrace. Whenever Jesus came to earth, the first thing he did, he was casting demons out. He was healing people. And you're like turning it into a zoo. Mm -hmm. So I got upset, and I made a counter video on that. And uh, it it went up to two or 300,000 views uh, very quickly. And all of a sudden, people kept started emailing me saying, would you tell me more about this demonic stuff that you're talking about? So I decided to go live about three months ago. So I just flipped on YouTube, and all of a sudden, about five or 6,000 people showed up. And then I decided every week on Monday night, 
we would come on. And the whole theme is demonic deliverance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about things your preacher's afraid to talk about. Uh, So anything that a church is probably afraid to talk about or or maybe too ignorant to talk about is what we talk about. And it's very spiritual. It's from Scripture. And I, I do a lot of interviewing, you know. Right. Um, I got a, Henrietta M. Riley has a question for you online on her chat line. Um, he is not Henrietta, but just a quick question for David. When he mentions that his beliefs are kind of renegade and is a sim, symbiotic mix of Judaism, Christianity, what does that mean for the divinity of Christ as part of the Godhead? It's got to be the real reluctance. Yeah. Colossians 2, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, first of all, um, it, it, Christ is that you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, you have the Father. There's one God, but there's three personalities to God, or three, What you know, right. I don't want to slice words up here. You have the Father, mm-hmm. you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. The Father sent the Son. The Son died on the cross. He rose for us in our place. But before he left, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter, and he sent the Holy Spirit. Uh, so the Holy Spirit is our guide now. We pray to the Father through, uh, in the name of Jesus Correct. with the guiding of the Holy Spirit. So I don't know. Did, did I make a short story long on that one? Did I answer? <laughs> uh, you answered my question. I thought that was good. Um, once again, uh, phone lines are open, 605-472-5384. Our uh, PIN number is 161335. It's up on the screen. Yep. Uh, Dee, Dee uh, would love to hear from you if you could call in. Um, Didi also mentions online, it's true, we must pray and stand against evil, rebuke the evil, ask God to cover you with the blood of Jesus, ask for his armor to cover you. I want to uh, do a shout out to Mango Bango, that's uh, April, isn't it? Yep. Um, hello, April, good to hear from you again. So, well, uh, anybody, she, she wants a, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses pretty soon, hopefully. Yep, well, April, we will be doing a Jehovah's Witness show soon. All right. 605-472-5384, 161-335 is the pin. We've got David Hevner on, on our show today. Um, David, um, have you noticed um, a lot of people that you have worked with in the past who turned their life around, uh, gave their life to Jesus because you got to admit, in Hollywood, that is huge to uh, hear. Mm, yeah. Um, so are you asking, do I know many people that have done that? Yes. Did you Have you come across uh, um, some of the people that you worked with in the past that um, they have given their life to Jesus <laughs> since? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, there's some that, that have and they don't talk about it. They're kind of in the closet. Uh, there's others that, since I've worked with them, they've they've come to the to uh, uh, you know they've they've come to the realization of who Christ is and that they know God. Um, and but there's most of them, to be honest with you, I I never got on that level. You know, when I was on the set working with them, it's very intense. Uh, there just never was a time to get into that part of their life. So unfortunately, there was a lot of them I, I, I don't know. Right. Now, you, you mentioned that they uh, kind of keep it uh, in the closet. Why do you think that is? Yeah. What's well, Hollywood? Well, I... But what, what is yeah, reasons? Yeah, I, I, well, I, for a couple reasons. <laughs> yeah, a couple reasons. I mean, um, they want to they work, you know. And right. uh, you take someone who is an atheist. Uh, I can't remember. Is it Dan or Jason? Which Jason. Jason. Jason's Jason. the bad boy. Jason. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. So let's yeah. So let's say Jason's making a movie and he's an atheist, and all of a sudden, you know, I come walking in and I start, you know, uh, talking about Jesus, and I start, you know, uh, and he looks at me going, you know, this guy's going to be a nuisance to me. You know, I don't, I don't want to put him in a film. And then he talks to his buddy who's making a movie and says, stay away from heaven or he's, you know, wants to talk about Jesus all the time and, and so forth, you know. Right. So that's why they don't do that. Now, can they talk about it if they meet someone on the set and it's very private? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll do that sometimes maybe. But they don't, you know, again, 
Now, me, I don't care now. I really don't. I, there was a time I did, but now I don't. I, but, yeah, if you want to work, um, a lot of the people don't, you know, that, and, and you tell them you support Trump, and you pretty much flush yourself down the toilet <laughs> in Hollywood. Well, we got a caller on the line, uh, area code 386. We're going to uh, open the line for you. Do you have a question for Mr. Hevner? Hi, my name is Dee Dee. You asked me to call. So yeah, calling. hi, Dee Dee. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You guys have a great show, and I'm I'm happy to talk with David. I love the work he's doing, and uh, I'm praying for all of you. Um, oh, well, thank you, Dee Dee. God bless you. Yeah, you, you need to really pray for Jason. Maybe he can find God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dee Dee, I'm praying uh, for all of you. Now, 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 Dee Dee, um, have you seen uh, any of uh, David's works? Yes. Uh-huh. I was watching the uh, last live show. I caught, Unfortunately, I, I jumped in on the last of it, but I got to hear some of it, and I'm so thankful for that. So thank you, David. Oh, uh, well, you're welcome. Thank and I'm, for, uh... I am very encouraged that people like you step out and share the love of Christ. Amen and, to that. Oh. Amen. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to be the way to reach everybody is through love. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, very appreciate. Yeah, well, um, well, thank you, Dee Dee. Uh, David, do you uh, um, see now that uh, it just seems like now that uh, Donald Trump, I know you had mentioned him, um, has become president, Christians aren't as uh, as afraid to uh, bring out their faith anymore. Um, it, it could be, it could be that, uh, um, uh, yeah, you know, that's a loaded, uh, gun right there because, yeah. um, I, it's, it's actually gotten worse and I'll tell you why, just like Obama made it worse with you, you would think cause you know, cause you're black that you're going to try to, you know, patch things up. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And then, and it started, he started separating, you know, there wasn't any. It was separation, and then you get to Trump, and all of a sudden now you got you know the white uh, Trump card, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it even divides it even more. Uh, now again, I don't get political, so I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm only mentioning names and and what is reality. I'm not making this stuff up. It's not a political statement. I uh, so on one hand, yes, yeah, people are are talking a little more about their faith. On the other hand, when they run into the pits of hell, the fire's a lot harder, hotter. Because you remember, when the good gets better, the evil gets more evil. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. It just, it, 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 you know, it ramps itself up. So now you have a divide in this country. And I've, I've done shows on this about nation will rise up against nation. This isn't nation of Germany rising up against, you know, Russia or America against China. This is nation. This is groups of people. And this has all been orchestrated that we are now in conflict with each other. You look at America, we're more divided now we've ever been. And it's just going to get worse. And this is part of end times. I talk about this in Last Evangelist. But what can we do as, as people of faith? We can talk about God's love. And we can glue it together, not by political correctness, but spiritual correctness, by telling people the truth. If you put the truth in, the truth's like glue. Truth will glue things together or it'll rip things apart. Mm-hmm. It's a two-edged sword. And that's what we have to do as believers is just tell people the truth in these end times. Now, how can uh, people such as Didi and also all our listeners, how can they help David Hevner Get this message out. Uh, you can help me by yeah. number. I'm sorry. Thank you. But number one, yeah, you can pray. That's the number one thing is prayer. Number two is go to the site, and if God leads you to donate, uh, when I say donate, I want to give you something for it. I don't want you can give you can donate. That's fine. I'll take the donation. But I have hats. I've got Last Evangelist shirts. Um, I've got different things you can do in the movie different titles you can get. You can be a part of this 
and uh, and everything goes toward the ministry. Everything goes toward everything we've been talking about. It's the reason I do these interviews, uh, and also TV. sign up. It's $3.99 a month. It's really inexpensive, but you get a lot of product stuff you don't get on YouTube. Right. Very good. Now, uh, you, you said on the on the, the movie The Last Evangelist or the series that uh, you're basically uh, trying to find find out who the Antichrist is. Is that what you is that what you said? Yeah, he's in search of of the of the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Yeah. That's too bad. Ernest Borgnine is dead because he would have been a perfect Antichrist because uh, he played in that uh, movie Devil's Reign. Oh, I didn't see that. You never saw that? Oh, I, I, I didn't see it. But I thought you were going to say Escape from New York. He'd be great in, in it because yeah, as a, as a taxi driver, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, right. You also right. you also uh, worked with Joe Estevez. Is that uh, any relation to Emilio Estevez? Yeah, yeah. Emilio's uncle, Martin's brother. Joe's okay. a great guy. Joe's a man of faith. Uh, one of those guys I'm talking about that is very vocal in Hollywood about his faith. Yeah. Well, it seems like the Sheen brothers really haven't gone that that route, especially Charlie. <laughs> well, let's hopefully hopefully they'll turn it around someday. Um, uh, l- let me ask you real quick: um, Has anyone ever surprised you with their faith uh, when you worked with them? Someone you didn't expect? Um, I yeah, I've interviewed a few of them. Jeremy Miller from my he was on a sitcom. Huh? Yeah. Jeremy Miller, huh? yeah, I know Jeremy Miller. He growing was, uh, pains, yeah, yeah, growing he was pains. On growing, growing pains. He's a younger, uh, younger kid. I, as a matter of fact, I did an interview with Jeremy. Uh, he surprised me. Not that I thought he. It's just you know, I, I you know, who would have thought? Um, and uh, um, there's been a few others. Uh, I interviewed. Um, well, Kirk Cameron. Uh, Kirk Cameron Peters. was. Well, Kirk, yeah, Kirk, yeah, definitely. Paul Peterson. He was the son of Donna Reed. Uh, Paul is a, a, an advocate of child stars, and, and he's he, he's faith based, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised of, of his of his faith that he uh, shows in Hollywood. Uh, and so there's yeah, so there's a few of those guys around that have surprised me. That's that's good. That you know, because uh, I know you had mentioned before how you kind of keep it under your hat, but. Uh... Um, Roddy Piper. What what movie was uh, were you in with him, or did you direct Roddy Piper? Um, yeah, I directed it, produced it, wrote it, and starred in it. Um, it's called Legion: The Final Exorcism. It oh, was okay. actually, I think, his last movie he ever did. It was one of my horror films. I it was actually. It was... Go ahead. It, yeah, it was actually not meant to be a horror film. It was meant to be a, a crime investigate investigation uh-huh. uh, TV series. Uh, but it didn't get picked up, so it got picked up as a film and released uh, okay. as a as a film. But it, it did it did pretty good. I thought maybe it was They Live, but that was, that now was actually, <laughs> actually, Mister Hevner has um, you have a record um, twelve weeks. Uh, one of your movies um, was the number one seller for Walmart. Top ten, yeah. Mm-hmm. DVD sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, Dawn, Dawn of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that had Joe Estevez in it, and it had uh, Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Yes. Yeah, remember Different strokes. That a, that a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a zombie movie. I. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that proves you're a humble man. I mean, th- this movie uh, had uh, record sales, and you even forgot about it. So. You're, you're very humble, very humble. Um, I want to go back a little ways. Um, I just need to ask you this question. It might sound stupid, but you did uh, some writing for Hee Haw. Did you write, yeah. where oh where are you tonight? Did you write that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I did man. That, yeah. <laughs> I, they, yeah. That was a song. I don't know who wrote that, but they, but they, each week they would have a different, uh, a different take on it because a different, a different character uh, star would be singing it. You know, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't in that division of the writing. I was more of just the songs that uh, that the people on there would sing. So you were on set quite a bit. No, I never really went on set. Uh, 
much. I think they shot it part in California, and then they start shooting in Nashville. I and I never uh, was on set when it was in California, only in uh, Tennessee. Okay. Now uh, you also write worship music. Is that correct? Yeah, I had a CD out that was out about I don't know ten, fifteen years ago uh, called Outlaw Prophet, and it was on the charts. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's around. You... Yeah, I'm a musician too. Uh-huh. Right. Well, so am I. Yeah. The, oh, good. Yeah, Jason's a good, very good uh, musician. Um, he's he's got uh, some shows online that he does. Yeah. Um, Great. Awesome. Now, have you ever thought of uh, seeing as you were successful with your uh, worship music, doing that again? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I was a I was a a worship leader for many years oh. in different churches throughout. Yeah, throughout my film career. On Sunday, I would you know do music and. And yeah, I've, I've been doing that for many, many years. Um, right now, I'm just working on the ministry, Last Evangelist, and doing these YouTube videos and uh, these interviews and stuff. So until I get that out of the way, I, the music, I can't really focus on it that much. So I'd where, love to, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so where do you see yourself in 10 years? Uh, in 10 years, I uh, see myself by. Uh, still filming Last Evangelist if the Lord hasn't come back yet, mm-hmm. and uh, if America hasn't sunk to the pits of hell. <laughs> uh, well, 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 even if it sinks to the pits of hell, that'll be one of my episodes in Last Evangelist. So, right, uh, I'm hope again. I make each episode that uh, that is a reflection of what's happening right now. So I'm hoping one day my last episode will be, look, honey. Jesus is coming back for you and me, and that's it. That'll be the final episode. Oh, wouldn't it be Last neat. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to give it 10 more minutes. Uh, anybody out there who would like to call in and ask Mr. Hevner a question or has a comment for him, the phone number is 605-472-5384. Our PIN number is 161335. We're talking to David Hevner. He's an actor, director, singer, songwriter. He's done it all. Yes, and, and make sure that uh, you subscribe to our channel and his channel as well. He has a YouTube channel also. Yep. So please subscribe to that. Yeah. And uh, once again, uh, if you would like to uh, help donate to uh, David Hevner's uh, um, ministry, uh, we can, you can go to lastevangelist.com. Um, also, uh, if you want to go to davidhevner.tv, he has his own channel that, uh, shows, uh, family, uh, worthy movies. Um, in, in today's age, we know that there's a lot of, uh, disgusting things on TV that, uh, a lot of families can't watch together, but on davidhevner.tv, you can watch some very good, um, television, yeah, programs and, uh, be able to have your whole family watch. I want to uh, say thank you to the uh, to the people that are watching us, and uh, please comment, comment, comment. We love to hear it. Yeah, um, Henrietta M. Riley has uh, one more comment. He says, "Amen, brother Hevner," and he's showing clapping hands. So uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, that's great. May I ask wow. a question? Sure, go ahead, Didi. Um, I'm wondering if David, being in the ministry world, if he's talked with fellow Christians about visions and dreams that they have. Yeah, I do. I do. I talk to them a lot more, and um, a lot more are coming out of the, the woodwork, and they're, they're, um, they're not afraid to talk about it. In these last mm-hmm. days, and the Bible talks about this, uh, there's going to be dreams. There's going to be visions. Uh, we're going to see supernatural miracles. Uh, so the answer, Dee Dee, is yes, I have. And uh, I encourage anybody out there that has dreams and visions, find somebody you trust and talk to them. Dee Dee, do you have dreams and visions? Is that why you asked? Yes, I, I've had them all my life, but um, oh. especially lately, especially more so lately. Yeah. And, uh, what, what's the most? Uh, er- what, 
Well, they all come true. They all do. Wow. Okay. Is is there anything yeah. that's that lately that that is uh, you've had a vision or you've dreamed that hasn't come true yet? Well, one of them. Um, most of the dreams and visions I have are global about okay. what's going to happen with what's going to happen around the whole world and what's going to happen with countries and our country. Oh my um, goodness. Okay. Some wow. Them, some, some of them are about individuals and people. Uh, okay. Even pre- one of them was about president Trump. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and you, I will, know, you know, I will know things before they happen. Yeah. So what you should do is call on my show tomorrow night and, um, and uh, uh, share a couple of those things on on the live show on tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, Dee Dee, before you leave, can you please have yeah. a vision of me winning a lottery? <laughs> because <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> no, no. The problem is I don't buy lottery no, tickets. No, David. So. No, David. Uh, is there yeah. a, a number? Or when when you're doing this live show, is there a number that they can call? To uh, to be on the show or or um, just I, I tell you what it's by invitation only but okay. if, if someone would email me at david at davidhevener dot com my name my first name at my first and last name davidhevener dot com david at davidhevener dot com right uh, I'll make sure I send a link out so they can be in what they call our truth uh, chamber and uh, but but I must have your email and I must know who you are. Right. Because it's by invitation only. Otherwise, you can listen. Anyone can listen all over the, the world. We're on Roku. We're on Amazon. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Facebook and all that. Okay. Now, uh, when you when you uh, write, you're 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 a screenwriter, and you're doing Last Evangelist. Do you feel God gives you a lot of um, what you should have on that that uh, show? Uh, mm. Oh, absolutely. There's no way I could write this. I mean, it, it's the Holy Spirit. I woke up at three in the morning and wrote all six episodes, basically, in an attic. I was sleeping in, a, in an attic for a number of reasons I won't go into right now. And I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, I was no, it was supernatural. And uh, uh, absolutely. So the answer is yes. The answer is I did not write it. God wrote it. And that's that's just the truth. Um, do you feel when people uh, have God uh, talking to them um, in the middle of the night? I, I like what you did. Uh, you got up and started writing. Um, I notice a lot of people will have visions and dreams um, at night, and some of their the uh, intimate details they'll actually forget. So uh, you suggest that when they have these visions or dreams and they're wide awake, they should be writing them down right away? Or <clears throat> I think it's really important, especially in these days. And I'm trying to do that more myself. I'm, I'm trying to, to write these down. It's very important to write them down and know what they are and pray about them. Now, real quick, let me just tell you, unless you're born again, unless you're a child of God, you do not have the mind of Christ, okay? You must have mm-hmm. the mind of Christ in order to dream dreams and visions from God, okay? Right. So if you're not and you're dreaming these dreams and visions, now I'm not going to tell you God definitely did not give you a dream, but I'm going to tell you that the Bible very specifically says that we have the mind of Christ if we are true believers, okay? That right. means that if you don't, if you're not a true believer, you don't have the mind of Christ. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of witches and warlocks out there, because I do a lot of demon, uh, I do a lot of warring against demonic activity, that they do have dreams and visions, but it's not of our father. It's from the father, the devil. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of the things that I've heard from uh, pastors, that just even though you're a true believer does not mean you're not going to sin. So uh, those who uh, do, you know, feel bad about sinning uh, could be something as simple as saying a swear word. Um, that does not make yeah. them not a true believer. They are still are true believers. You just have to repent. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, this gets into that religion, 
Uh, and religion says if you make a mistake, you got to be hit upside the head with a two by four <laughs> and go sit in the closet for a couple of days. And that's absolutely not true. Look, we give our life to God. We follow Christ on a daily basis, and we're going to fall. We're still living in the world. Now, on the other hand, there's this gospel called the grace gospel, which is from the pits of hell, because it's the other end of it, meaning you can do anything you want. You'll always make it to heaven. But don't worry about it, pedophile. You accepted Christ, so go ahead and do your child molestation and go ahead and murder and whatever. Uh, that's not – both are extremes. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Well, um, we're going to give it five more minutes, 605-472-5384, pin 161335 if you have a question for Mr. Hevner. Dee, do you have any other questions for him? Um, I I know um, some of the guys that run different shows like Steve Motley and uh, Truth Not Fiction Matters, and I've been asked to pray on their shows, which I've done. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I was going to ask if David would pray for everybody. Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But before we leave this show, Dee Dee, is what you're talking about? Yes, please. Sure, Absolutely. Yeah, well, you just let me know, uh, host uh, uh, Dan and Jason, and I'll be happy to to pray for everybody. You let me know when to wrap it up and when to do it. Excellent. Um, let's go uh, over uh, your websites, your television channel, uh, and your ministry one last time for any of our listeners. And this will be on YouTube. So, uh, David, if you uh, want to take the floor and uh, tell everyone where they <laughs> okay. can go. All right, thanks, Uh Dan, thanks, Jason. So yeah, just go to davidhevener.tv uh, and, and uh, sign up uh, for Roku and, um, uh, and and become a member. One day, YouTube is going to knock us all off, and we have to have a place to go. So this is it. Uh, go to lastevangelist.com and sign the newsletter and donate if God touches your heart. Hey, if you want to do be a filmmaker, I have a film academy you can take online. It's very very inexpensive. Go to davidhevener.com. And uh, you can uh, sign up for the Film Academy. Uh, and so I just want to thank you guys. Oh, by the way, on uh, YouTube, you can go to David Hevener. Just type in David Hevener on YouTube. You'll see my channel. And come visit me tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, be a part of the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cashless Society, Mark of the Beast, uh, and also what is the difference between tribulation and God's wrath. Uh, so having said that, I'll wrap it up in a prayer. If it's okay with you guys and DD. That would be awesome. Sure. sure. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, you giving us this platform. I appreciate, uh, DD and I appreciate the listeners, every listener and, and Jason and Dan. Uh, I thank you God that you sent the Holy spirit to guide us and direct us and give us more wisdom and increase our mind of Christ as we end the show. We're going to end on a higher level and a different way of thinking of your people, your remnant. In Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Lord, for all of these uh, warriors out there on YouTube that Didi's prayed for and all these other guys doing shows and girls doing shows. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to wrap the show up, too. David, if you can stay on the line after we uh, uh, end the show. Just for five minutes? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Jason, you have any last thing you want to say? No, uh, no not really. No. Okay. Well, um, everyone uh, want to thank Mr. Hevner for taking his time and uh, being on our show today. Um, please, uh, you know, look at, uh, we'll have a list underneath. Uh, description, yep. A description uh, of uh, the different places where you can reach uh, Mr. Hevner's uh, information. Um, thank you all for listening, Dee Dee, for calling in, um, Mango Bango, and uh, Henrietta M. Riley. I don't know why you picked that name. <laughs> Henrietta, that's so English, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for uh, being on our chat line. And uh, David Hevner, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, we thank you so much for being on our show. And Dee Dee, you have a great day as well. God bless you all. God bless you. God bless. All right, now um, we'll go ahead and just uh, 
Andy right now, hold on the line there, uh, Mr. Hevener. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And this was Two Guys at a Mic. Two Guys at a Mic. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for uh, for listening and uh, tuning into the show. Next week, we're not exactly sure what it is yet. It's all going to be surprises. It's all going to be a surprise. Okay. So, uh, my Mango Bango, uh, if you want to get on our Facebook and like the Facebook or friend us on Facebook, you'll know when we're going to do the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? Is that everything you got there, Dan? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. We will see you next week, 3 o'clock Central Standard Time. Make sure to subscribe to our channel, comment as much as you want, and we'll see you next time.